Okay, guys, how's it going? So for today's podcast, I thought I'd bring on someone that I've been working with since late October. So it's been a few months now. Um, today is what? It's the uh, first week of March. I'll probably be releasing this podcast towards the end of March. Um, I'm just... You know, I, I just I thought this person would be really good to bring on just because of the amount of progress they've made over I think the good part of the last six, seven, eight months. Um, you know, I, I think they were definitely making some positive progress before they were working with me because I've seen the pictures beforehand and you know, and and you know, it I wanted them to speak about, you know, where they were previously struggling with because I know for a fact that a lot of you will be able to relate to this no doubt and you know i think there's nothing better than you know if someone is going through perhaps something they're struggling with now and someone's previously been there and they can share their experiences with them then you know there's no one better to learn from um so perhaps i'll just leave it here and i'll let them speak about you know their what they've been experiencing over the last few months and how they've made progress because this person has definitely made a lot of progress um just i really enjoyed working with this uh, with this person and yeah, let's take it over to them. So Saba, perhaps you can tell people a little bit more about you, um, what you do and who you are, and we'll go from there. Mm, well, you all know my name's Sab, and I'm from London, but I moved to Scotland two years ago to work as a legal executive and also complete my master's degree. I don't really do much other than play video games and obviously now work out. Like, I, I don't know how like much more to expand on that, to be honest. No, that's okay. How long have you been doing your, your current job for? I've been there a year. So Under I, a year? Yeah, so I started in January 2020, just over. Okay. And was that like on the back of graduating from uni or were you doing yeah. something else previously? Um, before that, I was at uni doing my master's and I was working full-time at HSBC as well. So I had a job and everything before that, which was like the first part of me. The first okay. year of me moving to Scotland, and the second year is that she just been um, working in this field instead. Mm, okay, I see. So you so you mentioned that you're an avid gamer as well, right? Mm-hmm. So which games do you play? I might know them. I I haven't played many computer games for a while now, but I have been contemplating getting a. I think being in Japan and seeing Nintendo everywhere, I've been, I think Nintendo Switch has really been. You know, I've been really tempted to get one, but I've held it off so far. But which which games is it that you, you play, just out of curiosity? Mm, I've range. I mostly play single-player games now, but before it would be, like, Call of Duty, Apex, Overwatch, like, all those multiplayer shooter games on, like, the PS4 or even PC. Okay, so it's on the PC that you're playing mostly? Mostly now, yeah, um, rather than uh, PS4. And how long have you been doing that for? I've been gaming all my life. My mom oh, used really? to be a gamer, so... Oh, um, really? Yeah, she, honestly, she was that kind of person where, like, my dad would come home from work, and I'd just been born. Obviously, I have no recollection of this, but the stories my dad told me. And he'd, like, find her playing Crash Bandicoot 2 on the PS1, and she, he'd be like, oh, have you fed her yet? She'd be like, no, but I've got a crystal. She'd complete the entire game before even feeding me. I was just sat, like, lying there as a baby. Mm-hmm. Abandoned. Crash Bandicoot yeah, was funny, an amazing game to me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still here, so yeah, no, yeah. she was so definitely that's, that's, an that's definitely well. mm. Crash Bandicoot was a, a very solid game, you know. I, I did enjoy that much. I don't know if you ever got... You, I'm going to assume you played it. I had no choice. Ah, okay, so it was a... Okay, it, it was the game. first video game I ever played. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It had to be. Do you think my mom would let me play anything else? No, it had to be that one. Specifically number two as well. Really? I I think, if I'm, I don't know if maybe some people will, will, will know what we're speaking about here, or maybe and maybe some people won't, but I, the first, I think the first PlayStation, so my first like console that, it wasn't my first console, but the first one I really got attached to was... Um, playstation 2 and the games were like i can't remember what edition they were but it was a crash bandicoot game do you remember a game called jack and dexter i played it once or twice yeah yeah oh yeah okay at least you know it that was that was such a good game and then i didn't really like the fifas until the later years and then i just really started getting attached to fifa as well and then there was a a few other games called uh that i started playing when i got an xbox like gears of war which i really enjoyed 
actually never really played Call of Duty. I know that's going to sound crazy, but um, I, yeah, I can't remember now. I think there were some other games that are slipping my mind. Is there any other games that you really enjoyed playing? Or is that about it? From childhood or? Just, I guess, whenever, like, your favourite games ever. My favourite game ever has to be Crash Bandicoot. Especially if my mum, like, ever listens to this, it has to be that. But, um, I think more recently it'd be, like, Ghost of Tsushima, which is a new PS4 game that came out. Well, newish, it came out in the summer. And it's, it's quite, it's about, like, samurais and stuff. I really don't know how else to describe it. It's just a very pretty game with pretty scenery and a good story about. Is it based in Japan? Yeah, it's based in Japan. Yeah, I was going to say I recognize the name. Um, Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty interesting then. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to get back in the gaming soon because. uh, But I I just get so addicted to these things. So I just need to find the right balance. Yeah. But you know what? If you're, I don't, I guess if you're getting something out of it, then that's always a good thing. Me, I just think, yeah, yeah, it can be a nice break, stress reliever for sure. But um, otherwise, I guess we can, you know, move on to probably more one of the more main topics for today. And I, I guess I'll start with um, I'll guess that the first question I'll ask you is probably what made you decide to start looking for a coach back in October? Okay, so. A mutual friend of ours, he'd actually recommended me you to me. And because he knew I was like struggling with fitness and stuff from like July, let's say. And um, because we were like talking about it quite a lot, he was like, hey, you should like meet my friend Leo. And he gave me your Instagram name, which was why I messaged you. I just really thought I'd give it a shot because it was something I hadn't considered before. Took me a while to decide, but then I was like, you know what, I might as well go for it. It might hold me a bit more accountable, which was why. Which was like one of the problems and why I wasn't progressing. I, I wasn't really accountable for myself. I didn't have the discipline. Oh, really? Yeah. I was very lenient with myself. So I was like, oh, you know, this week was kind of bad. I'll just start again on Monday, which is a very bad mentality. <laughs> yeah, that's the standard. That's the classic one. Yeah, I just wasn't bothered with myself. So I felt like if I got a coach, I'd have someone to guide me along the way, which... To be fair, even the smallest bit of guidance goes a long way. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, I think that, well, not think, I know for a fact that having a coach 100% keeps you more accountable because, you know, I've had a coach myself, so I'm, I'm speaking from experience too. And, um, yeah, but what made you, I guess, like, when you followed me for the first time, I'm going to obviously assume that you weren't like, okay, yeah, I'm going to work with him straight away. Were you probably, like, following for a while and, like, judging from afar, like, weighing up whether or not you thought, you know, should I go for him, should I not? Like, what was the thought process behind that? I think I was following for a while before I said I'd go for it. Because I know when he gave me your name, it was, like, a month before I actually messaged you and said, hey, I want to do this and filled out the form. The reason, I think a lot of the reasons, and I think it's not just like, the thing with personal trainers is that you have to be able to develop a good relationship with them. And because you were already friends with someone I knew, it was a lot easier for me to decide. And it's obviously like normal things as well. So like finances, what's the plan going to be like? But you'd already provided me with all that information anyway. So after I'd actually spoken to you, just like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. That's good. Yeah, it makes me well. That's it makes me pleased to hear. Was, was there like any sort of content on there? And this is just me asking out of genuine curiosity. Was there like any sort of content that you were seeing that you were like, okay, yeah, I really like that. And that's like it was it was things like that that was standing out for you and making it like, yeah, I think that's what I'm definitely gonna pick him. Um, I think it's just your Instagram page in general because I know that you put up screenshots of your tweets and stuff and I liked the things you were saying I liked your mindset and the mutual friend he just kept banging on about you like in the best way and I I might as well just say his name I'll I'll always take Rui's word to heart so like I know when he like goes on and raves about someone that they're they're gonna be good so it was like your Instagram page coupled with everything he was saying I was like you know what I'm gonna have to give this a go like, there's no way I could say no at that point, so I had to drop you a message. Okay, well, yeah, it definitely ended up working out well, and I, I definitely have enjoyed um, working with you, and the progress has definitely been a great thing. Um, 
but I just so I guess so that people listening can get some more background context. How would you describe perhaps like your relationship with food or your relationship with training in the past um, before we started together? Like, how was that like? I think it's always been quite rocky because this is going to sound a little bit deep. So if anyone's actually gone through um, any eating disorders, this is just a warning beforehand. Uh, as a kid, I actually suffered with anorexia for two years. Um, I was on meds and everything. So yeah, very rocky at the beginning. After the medication, I went very obese because... I feel like a lot of young girls might relate to this, um, uh, especially in Asian families as well. They will bang on about you, like with your weight. So they'll, if you're too skinny, they'll tell you you need to eat more. But then if you gain the weight, they tell you you're too fat and you need to lose it again. So this wasn't coming from my parents at all. It was actually the extended family. And when you're constantly hearing that from like age five and after, like the rest of your life. It really sticks to you. So I was constantly yo um, just like yo-yoing between like being skinny, being obese. And legit obese too. Like it wasn't like I'm just saying I'm fat and not being fat. I mean, I went to 215 pounds sort of thing. Then I would drop down to like 120 and then I'd keep going back up. Uh, yeah, it's always been rocky. And I think in the past year I was at my worst because by that point I am... Um, I was working full-time, I was also doing university full-time, and I was a master's as well, so when you're trying to do a dissertation, and you've got a job which is a four-hour commute a day and a 13-hour shift, it's not good. <laughs> so I ended up gaining a lot of weight, and my food was like my escape at that point, to actually be like, I need to get away from everything that's going on, like work, personal life. It was just in a very bad place mentally, so my mental escape was food. That that's where I would go and it'd always be takeout, it wouldn't be something healthy. When it reached about July, my brother came back up, um, came up to Dundee to visit me and he was like, you kind of need to sort yourself out. So I had him for like two, three months just making sure I cook, like clean, go out for walks and just try and like get a balance again. And then I think Rui told me about you around September time and October I finally like made the decision to message and sort myself out Okay, so I see wow, that's that that's definitely very interesting. How you met so you mentioned as a kid you were you were suffering from anorexia, right? Mm -hmm. How old were you more or less? It must have been about I think it started around the age of five, but my parents became like they didn't actually realize that I had an issue until I was about six because I was practically like a skeleton, they said. I don't remember it much because I was so young, and I'm glad I don't, to be honest. But I think from like age six to age eight is when I was like put on the meds and everything. It was a two year process. See, and when was the first time you would say, because you said you, you would go from like one extreme to the other, when was the first time you perhaps remember you were like, I guess, on the other end of the spectrum. How old were you then? I must have been in about year six, so just about going into secondary school. I don't remember how old we were, like, back then. But, um... I think that's, like, 11, I yeah, think. Yeah, so like, I, I, went, I definitely went to one extreme then, the other extreme, because I was constantly being told that I was too skinny, I need to eat more, and they'd make comments like, oh, you need to eat a burger or something, and... Sure, it can be light-hearted, but I'm sure everyone sees on social media as well that if you're getting told it like every day and constantly by a variety of different people, especially if it's like your family, it sticks with you. So then I started eating more. I just forced myself, and there would be times where I'd puke it up, but then eventually I kind of got used to it, and then I ended up getting really obese, and then people started telling me I was too fat. I was like, okay, like what? I'm like 10, 11, so people shouldn't even be saying that anyway. I'm just a child. And then I'll start losing it again. And it just kept bouncing back. I think when I reached around year eight or nine, mostly nine, I actually calmed down and maintained a good weight up until college. And then college, I started gaining it again. But that was just like family reasons and personal reasons of like going through depression as well. But food will always be a comfort for me, I think. But now I've started to learn how to control that. I just take it. How would you say that? What's that? 
I just take out my frustrations on exercise. Like it's, it's a good way or I'll go on a walk rather than getting something to eat. Yeah, for sure. How I was going to ask you, how would you say you got to the point where you started to say you had like more of a control over your relationship with food? Like what happened there? I think it's when like major life events actually took place. So obviously I'm, when I moved to Scotland, I was living with someone else. Um, when they moved out is when I actually started to make changes. So they moved out think beginning of November so just after I messaged you and started um, training with you and it was from there that I felt like I had a lot more freedom and could focus on myself to do things and that's when I started making the changes because I kind of realized that I need to do things for me and not for someone else mm. so would you say like the so would you say you started building like more of a positive relationship with food and and exercise and i guess just physical activity in general more or less the time when we started working together was yeah. it around there or, or was it a bit before so it was around there what okay so what was it like how did you find like okay let's say how did you find like the first month to be like for example and you can obviously be totally honest because i want to hear it all how did you find like the first month of the plan because i can imagine it would have been like this is your first month of you really trying to make a, a conscious effort of of you know being a better version of you i guess we could say it was definitely difficult because obviously like the plan and everything was a lifestyle change it so on paper it sounds quite easy and obviously before then i've been trying to make changes so i think by then i'd gone from from July to October, I'd gone from like 215 to 205. So there was a small difference. It wasn't major or anything. And um, even then I'd relapse. So I'd like, I'd have a couple of weeks of being good. And then I would just binge eat the entire week afterwards. I wouldn't get off the sofa or anything. Because it takes a lot out of you when you're trying to break that bad habit. If you've gone from like ordering multiple takeouts a day and never leaving your bed because you're constantly at uni or work to... I'm going to try and be productive, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to eat healthy. It takes a toll on your body. So the first part, like the first month that I was doing the training with you, I found it like, when I looked at it on paper, I was like, yeah, this is quite easy. But I would kind of what I would say relapse. So I'd have one week where I'm good. And you can see like there would be certain days where I'd be really bad. Like I just, my step count was low. The calories were extremely high and I wouldn't hit the protein. And you see, like, my weight would go, like, quite a lot up instead of down. Like, I think I actually gained it in the first two months, and then I started to rapidly lose it. It was just kind of, like, finding my pace, which I think we found now. At the beginning, it was definitely challenging. I want to say challenging, but it wasn't like, oh, this is not sustainable, this is difficult, or anything like that. It was just trying to adapt and adjust, like, naturally. Mm. lifestyle and i definitely agree with what you've said there because i think from what happens with a lot of people is that when they start a new plan obviously it's as you said it's a, it's a lifestyle change and i think what happens is a lot of people they start a new plan and they want to see like results asap now you might get some people that you know they get that and that's that's a lovely thing but for the strong majority of people they don't realize that you know, sometimes the first two, three, even four weeks is just you trying to get into a new routine. Like, and that's okay. It, it, as you know, me and you have said this many times before, like there's no deadline for this. And I think remembering that is definitely a powerful thing. And if you allow yourself to go through that initial phase of, you know, getting and building a new, getting into a new routine, building one, seeing what works best for you, which, um, you know, what times maybe you enjoy eating more or what food you, you perhaps like, you like are better go-tos instead of what you were perhaps eating before um you know that is what that period of time can definitely be used for and then what i find very often is that it's usually after the initial three or four weeks that's where real pro like more progress starts to happen because yeah it's as you said you know and and i think adding on to from what you said is that you know it's like you said sometimes before we started working together you would often like maybe you would overeat nearly every single day and you would get takeout nearly every single day whereas you know now it was like when we did start working together even though in your words you said you weren't great what i think is important to to highlight is that even though you say you weren't great you were still making progress 
And that's an important thing to realize as well, because even though the fact that you weren't great, it doesn't matter because you were still doing better than you were before. And, you know, I don't I don't ever expect anyone who goes from a background of, you know, maybe really overeating or uh, overeating a lot nearly every single day to suddenly stop that. I don't expect that. I never do. That's unreal. That's it's very unrealistic. If it happens for some people, then great. But for the strong majority, it won't. But now is the question, can that person do it a lot less than they were before? And if, if the answer is yes, or even not a lot less, are they doing it even just less? Have they gone from five days a week down to three days a week or six days a week down to three days a week? Yeah, then that's great. That's progress. And that's what I really noticed with you as well in, in, in the two months, uh, in the initial two months as well, that I don't think perhaps you didn't realize. And then obviously after that, it just only got even better from then. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that was one of the things as well. So even though it was challenging to obviously adapt to this new lifestyle and make changes, because I find breaking old habits is harder than making new ones. It's very easy to form a bad habit. But breaking them is, an, is a different story. But it was like Ruby and me had spoken about before. We It was down to I needed that accountability. So having you there to keep me on track or like, okay, you know, I've got the check-in form to do. We're going to talk about things. I want to at least make a good impression in the first few months definitely helped keep me on track so I wasn't just going to fall back completely even if I took one step back it wasn't like a hundred steps back that I would normally do yeah I, I see what you mean I, I and another question I have for you out of curiosity what did you think like when you first saw the plan was it like what you expected or were you like or were you perhaps thinking like oh is, is that it or were you like oh what, like yeah like what did what did you think when you first saw the plan Okay, it's a really weird thought actually, because obviously, um, before uni, like even during uni actually, during uni, I was relatively healthy. Like I was doing great at one point, and I was going to the gym and stuff. And when I saw the plan, I was kind of like, "Oh, it sounds like something I've done once before." Like, because it was re really the plan is basically a normal lifestyle. You eat the right amount of calories for like your height, your weight, and your age. You work out three to four times a week, which is what you should do to build muscle and maintain a life. Um, healthy lifestyle and honestly when I saw I only had to do 30 card minutes of cardio a week I let out a little cheer, a little cheer but just because it was like a lot of these um, plans will be like I don't know insanity for instance I've done that before as well it's just cardio based and I hate cardio so when I saw 30 minutes of cardio a week I was over the moon I was very happy about it but at the same time I was like is this going to get me back to normal because you do have these thoughts like I'm having just like, I don't know, 1,900 calories a day. Am I going to lose weight? Am I not going to maintain it because that's like a normal amount of what you should eat? But you don't realize that your body changes even when you're working out. Like I know working out is only like 20% of what you do. It's mostly nutrition. But your body could undergo so many changes, especially with what you eat. So like if I have 1,900 calories a day, I was making food. I was eating more vegetables. You know, I was my body was having all the nutrients, whereas before, it'd be takeout. And all that did was make me feel sluggish. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and did you think, what did what was your initial reaction when you, what was your first thought when you saw the calorie goal as well, out of curiosity? Because I think your initial calorie goal was like 1,800 to 2,000, which is yeah. about what you said, about 1,900 in the middle. What, what were your first thoughts? Exactly what I said. I just thought like, is eating a normal amount going to be what makes me lose weight? Because obviously I was expecting something like 1,300 to 500. Because, I'm, I've, yeah, it's just, it just a natural thought. Like, if I'm going on a plan, do I need to drastically pull down my calories to make the bigger difference? So I did have those thoughts too, but I, I wasn't going to knock it till I tried it sort of thing. I was definitely happy about the exercise though, because when I realized it was like, oh, you're only working out three times a week at that point because the gyms were open it wasn't the home workouts and I'm not doing much cardio and the step count was only I think my goal is only 5k I was like it was all doable so I was really happy with it but at the same time I was like how, like what is my progress going to be like yeah and uh you know what it's quite interesting that you said what your comments about the calorie goal because you said it was um 
maybe you don't think this at the time and maybe this is like spe you speaking from like your experience now but have you said it's like oh should i be am i going to progress with a normal calorie goal like it's interesting you described it as normal because what m a lot of people that i've worked with and maybe uh, this doesn't necessarily have to be for you but they would look at like 1900 2000 calories a day and be like that is high like that is a lot of calories and just because they're usually so used to restricting themselves to such little amounts um you wouldn't say you you felt the same or was or no you because, would... because i guess from my experience like i've already gone through the anorexia so i knew at that point i've always been aware of it because it's something that i've been scared i'd go back into because you do get those thoughts and you do have those habits still even after treatment but um it's just kind of drilled into you i think especially if you have it as a kid but when i saw like 1900 Call it normal because I know that's what people should be having. You just know that anything below 1,500 is too low. But that's what these plans... I mean, like, for me personally, like, someone of my height and so on, and my activity level. But... What's my train of thought? I didn't think it was too high. I, I just thought it maybe that'd be me maintaining rather than losing. Because I know full well, like, if I wanted to gain weight, I'd have to be eating what I was having before, so I didn't track calories before, but if I'm having multiple takers, that can build up easily to 3,000 plus a day. Yeah, for sure. And that's what a lot of people don't realise, which is why it's quite ironic when they look at, like, 1,900, 2,000, and they think that's a lot. Yeah, I know, I didn't think it was a lot, I just thought it'd be, like, a maintenance rather than a lot, like, a deficit to lose weight. I was definitely over the moon about it. You were over the moon about the, your calorie goal? Yeah, because it meant I could eat. Yeah, a lot, exactly. A, a lot of these diet plans, they make you restrict yourself. Like, I did Slimming World for like a week and it just wasn't for me. I was like, I'm not cutting out food. Oh, really? What was Slimming World like? I've, I've, I've never actually looked... I've looked into it briefly, but of course I, I've never actually done it. I know yeah. some people that have done it. I don't want to slate it because I think it's handy for people who don't know portion sizes. But I don't think it's very educational. So, so what was your personal experience with it like? I mean, I got a free week, which is why I did it. And I was like, you know, I'll give it a go. And it didn't last. I never went back because it was like, okay, you have something called Sins. And it basically weighs up chocolate and stuff. It's like, say, I don't know, it's 10 Sins for a Cadbury's bar or something. I'm just guessing. It's prob that's probably wrong. But... And you can't have any more chocolate once you hit 14. And it just wasn't for me because... You know, I love my chocolate, I love my ice cream. I'd rather be able to have as much chocolate and ice cream as I want and just count calories. Because I know once I hit my limit, I'm not going to eat anymore. But that Slimming World, it was just, it didn't teach you anything. Like, you've actually taught me about food. Whereas that was like, you can't do this. It was telling you things you can't do rather than things you can do. So that's why I didn't think it was sustainable. It was just one of those things that I can't even say much about it because it was like I went there. It, they kind of just threw the things I couldn't do at me and then you get weighed and you go. Like that was it. You get weighed and you go? What, do you have to like weigh yourself like once a week or something? Yeah, so I think that one was like every Monday. I did the starting weight and I didn't come back. I always, I always felt like that. I, I heard about that as well, which I always kind of... I, I disagree with that because I just feel like it puts so much emphasis and build up on a single weigh-in mm. and like and I think that can just encourage some sort of maybe not maybe this isn't for everyone and maybe I'm wrong but I don't think so maybe I feel like that can like definitely increase someone's anxiety around scale weight you know having this like long week build up to that one weigh-in in a week and who knows you might have like a massive spike on that Wednesday for whatever reason and and then that could be really discouraging as well and you know, and it wouldn't really allow you to, you know, have like an understanding of scale language either, which is. It doesn't because those meetings would happen in the evening. Ah, oh, it would happen in the evening. That's it's even not worse. Not like you get weighed in the morning or anything. You would. The meeting would be. Was at like five or uh, no, not five o'clock. It was seven p.m. on a Monday, and um, you'd get weighed in then. So you could have eaten anything during the day. You could have eaten just before, um, you got to the meeting. And they'll weigh you, and then if you gain, some people would gain like one or two pounds, and 
it wasn't very like rewarding you felt ashamed if you gained like two pounds which it could be the reason for anything i mean for women and I, I know this might be too much information but if you're on your period you're gonna end up being like higher in weight anyway but they don't make you aware of that and then some people will lose like six pounds but they've severely restricted themselves in eating and i found that when the women spoke they would be scared to go on dates or on holidays because they were like i'm going to be off plan I'm going to gain oh, wow. a bit of weight, I'm going to gain that holiday weight, and it's like, it's probably water weight. Yeah. But they don't see that's it like that. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing, weighing yourself in the evening, you know, it would have been after like a full day of eating, you know, loads of, you would have been drinking, drinking a bunch, drinking, drinking a bunch of whatever, and you know, that's definitely going to contribute to, to scale weight increases as well. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely something that they perhaps should look at adjusting but um otherwise that's another thing that i actually wanted to speak to you about would you how would you describe like i put like the informal way i call it is like scale weight language but as i said it's just something i i, I think i might i don't know if I, I don't think i made that up i feel like i've seen that somewhere but it's just you know your understanding of scale weight and its fluctuations and why things happen and how would you like compare that to you like where you are now compared to say before we started working together how would you say that's changed it's definitely changed a lot because before i never really used to weigh myself one because i was ashamed of what the number would be because i knew full well it'd be in the 200s or above and i didn't like looking at that and i thought that number was like what would have defined me as, as a person which is really weird to say but i think a lot of people will relate to that because they'll see the number and it's like Okay, I'm five foot three and I weigh two hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm a blob. I'm just fat and it's disgusting. I look lazy. But when I started working with you, I changed that completely because it started to become okay. I'm losing the weight overall because I started like putting on my smaller clothes, which I sent like I showed you as well, um, some of the pictures. And I was like, okay, I'm fitting into, yeah, I was fitting into smaller clothes, I felt better, my sleep quality improved by a lot, like, there was all these external factors that I wasn't considering before, it was just scale weight. And then, I kind of, I already knew from before that, like, when I went through that time of month, I normally gained, like, one or two pounds anyway, I didn't really think about that. It was more so, like, any weight gain I had, I'd get disheartened by it, and I'd just throw away my diet. I'd be like, you know what, F it, I'm going to go get a takeout tonight, because I'm done with this. Now when I do it, I see the weight go up, and I'm like, oh, it's fine, I'll go down in a few days, it's just water weight. Like, my mentality completely changed, I'm more relaxed about it. I don't think of myself as disgusting. I see, I see my scale weight now, and I'm just thinking, you know what, I think I've gained some muscle. Or, Definitely. I had a good mood. It'll, it'll go back down, it's fine. Oh yeah, you've like, definitely, definitely muscle by the way. Yeah, oh for sure. It's and yeah, I I'd agree. Like, just the way you yeah, I, even like your attitude and your approach and everything since we first started. Like, it it goes without saying that there was a huge change and and uh, yeah, like you've definitely gained a bunch of muscle since we started working together. And that goes without saying, just because of you know your your you know you can lift more weight in a lot of exercises you can do more reps in a lot of exercises so and you know without that uh, undoubtedly muscle has been built and then as well as that i have no doubt you know you would have had some weeks where like you know like it would not because it's completely normal where scale weight probably went like spiked up really high all of a sudden out of the blue because that's what happens and you know we're human and that must have, and i bet that like took you aback and then you know it probably happened a few times and then every time it would go back down again and that was probably that probably contributed to you know you finally understanding how like scale weight language works as well definitely i think at the beginning because i was definitely i think in the first month i gained a kilogram rather than lose it but talking to you helps like i can't stress that enough so if i well, you've seen my messages to you. If I was like unsure about something or I felt down, I really would just pop you a message and be like, okay, this has happened. I don't know how to feel about it. And you do reassure me. And you don't just reassure me because of things I want to hear. You reassure me because you tell me the scientific science, like the science behind it all. Like, okay, yeah, but you could have gone up in weight because of so, so, and so. And it does take about four to six weeks for you to actually find like what your calorie goal should be. You adjusting to the workout so like i know that your muscles can swell up and 
you know, your weight will go up as well with that because it's retaining more water. And it was just those little things that I think really helped me along the way. Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good to hear, you know. And yeah, it was definitely, and you know, as I, as as we said, you know, with time, as time went on, you started to to really, you know, understanding understand the process um, for what it was as well. Because you know, since then, you've definitely, I would say, you've made a very good re- like a good rate of progress in regard to you know just the way everything has gone. I, I don't know what what would you say in regard to that. I think it's a good rate of progress because one, it's sustainable and I don't feel like I'm on a diet. So now if I miss a workout, I actually feel tired the next day. I don't know if that's like normal or not, but I feel the need to work out. Like I'll feel better once I've gone on a walk or once I've done my weight workouts. Like it's definitely changed because before I started with you, I'd feel fatigue doing the exercises. So I did Insanity, which was basically hit for 45 minutes, six days a week. And it was so much stress on the body. I mean, I'd done it before, but I was a lot better back then. Doing it the second time when you're trying to lose weight, like, well, fat loss, and you don't really have any guidance. I went from, like, always feeling tired, just not wanting to do it. Like, I, I think I actually hate started to hate exercise at that point. Or just, oh, do I have to work out? And then I'd leave it for one day, but I'll do it the next. And then I kept leaving it. Tomorrow kept becoming the next day, and it never got done. But starting with you, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm actually looking forward to working out because I'm seeing the changes. I know how, like, progressive overload was a big thing as well. Like, you just feel a sense of accomplishment when you can lift a higher weight. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was just a massive mind change. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It just went from being one extreme to another from, like, I don't want to do this to I can't wait to do this. And I think it's so interesting what you said, like, the... the um how you said like you feel like you've been making this progress and you don't even feel like you've been dieting no like that's a luxury that is and to anyone listening like that's insane because you know usually when people associate the fat loss process with them having to struggle and it has to be hard and they should be starving themselves and like it shouldn't feel it shouldn't feel like it shouldn't feel like they're not dieting like you said whereas like you know what you've said there i think that's just such an amazing thing to have and you know to have been able to make all that progress that entire time and not even feel like you've been dieting then you know i guess I that's so. just an amazing thing to hear i agree i mean like for these questions as well they're so open-ended so like, i can't give you a straight answer like yeah, yeah, yeah know, know. This, this is it like that's the answer it's because there's an entire thought process and like story behind it of how i changed but no definitely like now um i think mentally it's been the biggest change how i approach um exercise and stuff now oh really so you're enjoying your your, the strength training nowadays yeah definitely especially because i know what i'm doing at the gym now before i just try and do every machine so like i do all the leg machines on what i would call leg day all the arm machines on what i call arm day and it was just too much Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I remember when you first messaged me about that as well, like after I think your first few workouts mm-hmm. and you could, yeah, you could say it was a, it was definitely a big difference. Was it, I actually have another question for you, unless there was something else you wanted to mention in regard to that topic. I was just thinking that um, you definitely showed me that less is more. Oh, that's good. What, like, what were you doing before? Would you like, were your workouts like a lot longer or a lot more intense before or? A lot. So I would try and lift too heavy, or and it would hurt. Or I would try and just do too many exercises on one day. So like, if you're trying to do all the leg machines on leg day plus like three different cardio machines, that's twenty minutes each. That's just too much. You spend like two hours in the gym, and your muscles just ache because you're trying too hard at that point. Like you're lifting too heavy. You don't know what you're doing. You're just tiring yourself out for no reason, and it doesn't make a difference to your body. Whereas when I started with you, you kind of told me like, okay, start lighter. So I started lighter. I built myself up. I was doing less exercises. So like half, I wasn't using every machine in the gym. And I definitely felt a difference more doing it that way, weirdly enough. I think because I was concentrating more on form rather than trying to rush through them as well. Because it was too much. Yeah, you know, form is definitely more, it's more about the quality of the reps rather than the quantity. And that's something I definitely see a lot. But um, I had a random flashback as well, actually, to one of our early, I think this was like maybe around like week five 
of us working together or week six i can't remember it, it was somewhere around there um it was actually it was like week four i think it was week four week three or week four because i was still in osaka um and i remember we were speaking and i don't know how this got mentioned in the conversation i think because you watched one of the check-ins and i must have said something relevant to that and then you messaged me and you were like oh yeah i've been doing like because i you know as you know on the plan it's about it's half an hour of cardio a week right for, for where we were at and i remember you were saying oh i usually do like I think it was like you were saying like something like 30 minutes before every session or 40 minutes before every session as a warm-up that doesn't include the cardio for the week and I was like whoa okay we really need to turn that down there yeah exactly and I think that was one of the reasons why I was overeating as well because I was so tired that I was just hungry all the time I needed the energy so like there was no progress being made with what I was doing before but when you started saying that less is more, so you were like, basically what we do is we try and do the least and try and eat the most and still get results. When you started like showing me that side of the program, it made the biggest difference to me. I started becoming a lot happier, actually, because if I don't know how to describe it, it just felt normal. Like this is how life should be for me. That makes me really happy to hear, honestly. It makes me very happy. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that's something as well that a lot of people don't think about as well is that they just try and do as much as they, like, eat as little as they can and as much physical activity as they can, like, from day one. Whereas really what people, like, the, the game changer is how much progress can you get away with from doing as little as possible? And when you, like, if it just means that, okay, we might not see results, or someone might not see results for the first three or four weeks because they're trying to find that sweet sweet spot and they might be that maintained. Then they just know, okay, after three weeks, I've probably I've been around maintenance. Okay, maybe it just means I have to eat like 150 calories less and maybe do a little bit more cardio or a little bit more exercise. That's great because then you're at a very sustainable point. Because if you're progressing with like 2,000 calories a day, then you know that's amazing and that's exactly it's like what we said. You know, we want to see how much we can progress with from just doing you know eating as much food as possible and doing as little exercise as we can um yeah, exactly. because you know that's the key to sustainability but uh, yeah to hear how much you've progressed over the past year you know props to you honestly and um, yeah i think you know yeah i've put the plan together but you've just executed it so well so yeah you should be super proud of yourself and the way you've just managed to take everything on I think, like, even though, like, you say that obviously I did all the work, I think to actually do the work, though, you need a good support system, and you give that. Because, like, when I was doing it on my own, and I tried different plans as well, so, like, the Slimming World one lasted a week, I don't even know if I can count that. And then I was doing Insanity, and that comes with the meal plan and everything, too. Even though I finished Insanity, I didn't feel satisfied. It just kind of like, okay, it's finished, what do I do now? And if on days I didn't want to work out, it was like, it was just demotivating because I didn't have anyone I could talk to and be like, oh, okay, this is how I feel, like, how do you get through it? Because I remember I've messaged you a couple of times, it was like, what do you do when you feel demotivated? And, like, we'd just talk about it, and that can help a lot too. Like, I feel like you're the rock behind the plan, if that makes sense. Yeah, some yeah, I I can definitely relate to that in regard to you know just having my old coach where you know so if sometimes something would come to mind, I think just having someone there, especially when you're just you don't really know what to do or how things work, it's honestly a massive game changer, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize because I don't know people just really just want to go through things by themselves, and, and I don't know, it's just for me, it's just the biggest saving of time that like you could ever make i think so too. i don't know if you yeah for sure like, i will i actually go on oh no go on karen i'll say it after no no i i that was it that oh was it. i was gonna say like it definitely is because i feel like sometimes i'll think back and be like okay but what if i started with leo i don't know say in like july when i was i like before then like if i found out about you from back then and i started with you in July up until now, how much more progress would I have made rather than wasting time doing the other stuff that I was doing where I wasn't seeing any results? 
But you know what? You came at, you came to me. I I guess I always say you know things happen for a reason. So. Think so. Yeah. So you came to me at a time where you know it probably would have worked best. Um. But yeah, no, it is what it is, and you know the fact that we've you've managed to make progress regardless. Like it, it doesn't matter what if. Like it, the the important thing is you've managed to do what you've done. So, yeah, that's the that's the most important thing. And actually, I had another question for you. Was it when we started working together? Had you ever like I mean before we started working together? Had you previously tracked calories before? Yeah, I did it in uni when I was like, but back then I was like pretty fit and everything. But I wasn't exercising too much. Um, I basically, what I did was, I wasn't tracking them strictly, it'd just be on, I don't know, like five days of the week I'd track it, and then the weekends I'd be free with myself. And it wasn't any, it wasn't too strict, so like, when I was tracking, I didn't even know what, um, my actual maintenance level was, because I wasn't trying to lose weight or anything back then. I just went onto the NHS website, put in my height and weight, the BMI, and it just gave me a generic number, and I just went by that. But I couldn't, I wouldn't say I knew anything about calories back then. It was just on a whim. And it didn't, I'll say it wasn't consistent either. So it was something I did for a while and then I just couldn't be bothered. Oh. Like Were you like trying to track everything or like, was it like calories, fats, carbs and protein? Or was it just calories or was it just like calories and proteins? Like, how was that? Just calories. Oh, just calories? Oh, okay, so you weren't really thinking about protein too much either. No, I definitely did not eat enough protein before. Like, it wasn't even oh, something that's, that crossed my mind. Mm. So, like, how have you found, like, since... Because obviously I, I do try and make... Like, anyone, people that I work with, I do... Most of the time I do definitely... Depends on where they are. But I do try and make them, you know, consci be conscious about their protein intake. So how are you finding that? I think the protein goal was definitely challenging at the beginning because I remember it, like I used to message him that like, I couldn't hit the goal without my calories going like quite high. But then I think after like the first two months, maybe three even, I started finding a balance of like staying in my calorie limit but also getting a high amount of protein in. It just took time to like be like prioritizing protein specifically. So when I was thinking about my meals at that point, I was like, what meat am I going to have? That and I basically surround my meal plan around that for that day. Around your protein, and that's really good. Yeah, that's what I'd recommend as well. And then I started on the protein shakes, which really helped as well. Because like, what well, I think the my protein ones are only like 103 calories per shake. So for me, I was like, okay, well, in order to hit my protein goal, I don't just have like two shakes a day. So one, I can have one with my breakfast and have one after dinner as a snack, like with a protein bar. Those were things I never considered before. Normally my snacks were like proper desserts, like I'd go and have a big bowl of ice cream. I might have lied about like on my fitness pal about what it actually weighed like back in the past, but no, now I'll actually do it properly. And protein became easier. Oh, for sure. I, the thing is, I don't even think it took you like, I think it maybe. I can't remember how long it took you exactly. I, I don't think it was three months, but I do remember thinking like you did get to a point and I was just like, wow, like you are hitting your protein target so well. Like, you were going beyond it after, which is only a good thing. Like, I usually, I, at first I gave you a range, I remember, but then after I was like, you know what, let's just have a minimum. And then, because so, I'm not, because, you know, usually you're not, you're not going to get too much. So, you know, more would be just better um, in regard to where we were at with that. And um, yeah, and then you were just starting to hit that super, super well. So I was like, yeah, you're, you're definitely, you know, I think you're in a really good place with, tracking calories which is only going to be you know means you're only going to be in a good place for you to keep making progress down the line and that and it was just so amazing to see you know the the progress you had made over these last few months yeah i think protein was like one of those mini challenges but once i got over it it just became what i would call second nature now so if i see on my fitness pal that something's like quite low so protein and i'll still have quite a lot of calories left over as well just go and get a protein snack rather than reaching for like a packet of crisp or something which to be fair isn't that beneficial to me yeah and the thing is you were still having like quite like because obviously the protein target i mean the calorie target was quite high so you were still having good sized breakfasts as well like i've seen pictures of them and i was like wow that looks good so like you were still eating very well overall as well and, and still making progress so it's just yeah it was just wins everywhere i was it was great to see honestly 
think so. I mean, you've seen my dinner portions, they're huge. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and things still working out well. But um, otherwise, before like I, I asked you where people can find you, was there anything else you wanted to speak about or go over? Like, you, it can literally be anything. Um, I think we covered most things. Like, I think the biggest thing for me on this journey was like my attitude to food as a whole, because I've obviously most of my life had a very unhealthy relationship with food. Like, it's been a love hate relationship. So when I was younger, I hated it. And I've had too much love for it. And I'm not going to lie, I still love my food, obviously, but it's healthy. I control it. I don't go eat an entire large pizza in one sitting or an entire packet of biscuits just because I can. Or just because I'm bored. If I'm bored, I'll go work out or go on a walk. Like, I'll think of something productive to do. Yeah, it's definitely unknown. Was that something you were probably, you know, before, I guess, I don't know, a year ago, let's say when you were bored, you'd probably, what, like, was result in getting food and yeah i'd order a takeout it was bad for my bank account as well so this is definitely healthier (laughs) yeah all right then well that's honestly with everything you've discussed honestly Sava, and i know i've said it to you countless times before but you just props to you with the way you've managed to do everything over the last few months you know the positive changes i've seen and just the way you've gone about it you've been you've just been good you've been great with everything you've been honest with yourself because at the end of the day we do have to be honest with ourselves when it comes to this and you know the progress you've made with everything and and just where you are you've managed to get to now in regard to you know your relationship with food and your relationship with exercise and the 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 very sustainable rate of progress that you're making now is honestly is so good to see and you know you know i'm always going to be here if you ever need you know to speak about something in regard to um around those lines and you know, I'm always happy to help out. But otherwise, Thanks. yeah, again, props to you, Sabo. You, you've just, you've killed it. Thanks. I feel good about yeah. it, too, to be honest. You should. You should feel good about it. You've done, you've done amazing, you know. Um, is there, where if, if you don't have to, but is there, like, any sort of thing you want to shout out? Like, I don't know, your Instagram or your Twitch or, <laughs> or your Twitter? I or, like, where can people head, find you? My, you my Twitch is my... Um... Same as my Instagram and my Twitter, it's just Alexandrite with two eyes. If anyone wants to drop a follow, they can, but I just don't do it anymore. One day, I think I will. How, how, I think you'd have, you'd have to spell it out for people. What was it? Alexandra with two eyes? Yeah, so it's like A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-I-I-T-E. Uh, oh, two eyes, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's where you can... Be back in June or something. But other than that, I think... No, I'm pretty just, I'm always up for a chat or whatever, so we're making friends, especially like friends who are on the same journey as me, because it's just a good thing to discuss. Get to yeah, know don't hesitate to reach out. See what they do as well. You, you learn new things that way as well, I think. But yeah, otherwise, I guess we can leave it there. <laughs>